Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Having trained more than 24,000 vets. Helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. Answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. November 13th. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and talk about your pet's training and behavior issues and health needs, as well as talking about relevant topics as it relates to dog behavior, cat behavior. Maybe you've got a dog that's out of control. Maybe you've got a cat that's causing you all kinds of headaches and you've got a pet and they need some kind of training, some kind of behavior help. And maybe you're fed up with your pet just not listening. Well, that's what we do here at Pet Talk today. We're here to help you deal with all of your dog's nuisance problems and other behavior problems. Um, today, we're going to be talking about resource guarding. Specifically today, we're going to be talking about food bowl aggression in dogs. Um, in fact, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about resource guarding in general. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about uh, food bowl aggression. Um, next week, hopefully, we're going to talk about um, object guarding and then also uh, guarding space or location, I think, the following week. And um, then after that, we will do a show on um, uh, guarding people and other animals ooh, as well. Ooh. Well, hello, good morning. Here sitting next to me, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Canine Guru. And my co-host, Jordan Marsteller. Good morning. How are good you? morning. Good morning. How is everybody this morning? How are you, Will? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I know that your mom's had some health issues and yeah, yeah. I just <clears throat> wanted to, uh, I don't know if she's lis- listening or not, but I wanted to wish her well and, and a speedy and full recovery. Amen to that. I appreciate it. And I think, I think she is listening this morning, actually. Oh, okay. Perfect. So last week you weren't here. Um, right. Had a Decent show. We talked about how to stop your dog from pulling on the leash, um, how to stop your dog from counter surfing. Um, the week before, we had world-renowned veterinarian uh, and developer of Dr. Fossum's CBD for Pets, Dr. Teresa Fossum. If you happen to miss last week's show and want to find out about how to stop your dog from pulling on the leash, how to stop your dog from countersurfing, um, or the show the week before when we were talking about CBD and pets, whether or not it works or not, um, you can always listen to each of the shows by subscribing to the Pet Talk Today podcast. Go to any of the podcast platforms, whether that be Spotify, uh, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, we are on there. Just look for Pet Talk Today and subscribe. And we would love it. If you like what we do, give us a great review. We would absolutely um, love that. Um, so anyway, I, I said that I would report two weeks ago um, when we had Dr. Fossum on and we talked about CBD. I said that I would report back 
Now, Boo has been on the CBD for almost two weeks now. Okay. And my test with it was, will this help Boo with Boo's anxiety? Which we both know she has a lot of. And I took her off of my supplement, okay. the Calm Dog supplement, which works really good for her. Right. Okay. Um, and put her on the CBD for two weeks. And I'm sorry to report that um, just as I suspected, but wanted to keep an open mind, I have seen little to no improvement with Boo and Boo's anxiety with CBD. And the literature, the science, the research that's out there has not conclusively been able to prove that CBD helps with anxiety. It appears it may. Right. But it's not conclusive. And I can tell you from the clients at Phoenix Dog Training, and of course we deal with lots of dogs with anxiety, and we've had hundreds, maybe thousands of clients try CBD products. I've only had one client ever tell me that it helped for anxiety. Now, I will be the first person to advocate that CBD is great if your dog has inflammation issues or pain issues. Absolutely. It works great for that. And, um, but, but if you are using it for anxiety, I don't think it's going to work. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to placebo in humans. Uh huh. 54% of human beings are affected by the placebo effect. Okay. And with the CBD and anxiety, we're relying upon the human being to report. Right. And most pet owners are pretty emotionally attached to their dogs. Their dogs got anxiety. Their hope, their wish, their dream, their prayer is for this to help their pet. And so um, some people might be just reading into what's going on with their pet. Anyway, the jury is still out. I, I'm not going to say that CBD 100% does not help with anxiety. I'm still a big skeptic. Um, I'll tell you what I do think. I think that it may help, but it is so minimal how it helps. And the dog would have to have just a very, very low level of anxiety, and there's better products for that. For example, Calm Dogs, my product that I spent years developing, is probably one of the best products out there to help your dogs be calm, help your dogs relax, help your dogs deal with stress, whether we're talking about fireworks, whether we're talking about um, aggression, whether we're talking about fears, phobias, uh, thunderstorm noises, car rides, um, nervousness around other dogs, other people, separation anxiety. Um, Calm Dogs works. No, it, it, it really does. I have so many clients, so, so many that are just blown away. It's, it's yeah, it's night and day. Honestly, the difference, it's a very effective supplement. So, folks, if you've got a dog that has anxiety, if you've got a dog that has a lot of stress, check out the Calm Dogs Anti-Anxiety Calming Supplement. Um, you can check that out by going to CalmDogs.com. You can also send an email to get more information about Calm Dogs 
by sending your email to info at pettalktoday.com. Again, that's info at pettalktoday.com. One of the other reasons I needed to absolutely put Boo back on the Calm Dog supplement is yeah. because um, Boo is is very stressed right now. And um, Boo, it, the puppy. Sully? Sully. Satan. Papa Sully. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, Boo was an only child. And Boo is, you know, we always joke, sensitive Boo. Sensitive Boo. And Boo is really starting to feel insecure, especially right. now that she's off of the calm dog supplement. I'm sure it'll get better when we put her back on, which I did um, this morning. She got her first dose back on the calm dog supplement. But last night, all of a sudden, my stepson is freaking out and he gets my wife to come downstairs and my wife is freaking out and she gets me to come downstairs. And what do you think happened? I would love to know what happened. Boo engaged in defecation marking. Oh. Defecation marking. Yes, folks, dogs can mark not just with urine, but with feces. That is insane. Right. They can mark uh, by using their paws and they can start, you know, like digging at the ground and there's pheromones that come out between their toes. Yeah. That's one way they mark. They also mark by getting on their back and, and just kind of wiggling around and getting their scent there. But yeah, defecation marking, she's definitely saying, hey, this is my territory. Hey, I'm feeling insecure. It's an anxiety thing. It's certainly not yeah. a, a potty training issue. No, so, that is anxiety. Um, you know, my wife's like, what do we do? I'm like, you know, I, I feel pretty confident once get her back on Calm Dog Supplement that it'll work itself Don't out. tell me she's a painter. Who? Boo. Why? Because I've dealt with so many painters, is what we called them in the army. Yeah. The dogs that would poop, and then if you didn't clean it up within about 5.3 milliseconds, the whole entire kennel was covered. No, no, no. This was um, what was interesting because, you know, in the main area, in the living room, we got this big, long carpet, and she did three little piles. Uh-huh. You could tell she started on one end, and she was just going to mark that whole area there. Jeez, okay. but she ran out. I think the tank was empty. Well, yeah, she emptied it all, I'm pretty sure. You know, there was it was a triple dumper. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, anyway, you know, that can happen, folks, you know. Uh, dogs can get a lot of anxiety and they can end up uh, marking because of anxiety. And it's not a potty training issue. And so that's something that was going on with Boo. And, and um, also I want to talk about what a horrible, horrible pet owner I am. But we'll talk about that when we come back from our break. And also when we come back, we are going to dive into resource guarding. How do you deal with helping your dog with food bowl aggression? You don't want to miss this. This is going to be good. It's going to be important. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies, answering questions, some even ridiculous, and taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. 
To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we're talking about your pet's behavior and training issues, and also sometimes we're talking about health issues. Uh, Today, our topic is resource guarding, and it's one of the biggest things as far as aggression goes, that yeah. uh, we get called for. Absolutely. Um, a lot of dogs with resource guarding issues and really terrorizing people in the house. Now, for the next couple of weeks, each of the shows is going to focus on a particular aspect of resource guarding. So if you've got a dog that's a resource guarder, you definitely want to tune in. If you've got friends, family members that have dogs that have resource guarding issues, tell them about Pet Talk today. Have them listen. You can either listen to us live on air at 1100 KFNX AM radio every Saturday from 9 to 10. Or here on Facebook, you can do Facebook Live. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Pet Talk Today page and like it and be sure to check in every Saturday morning. Uh, But today we're going to be talking about resource guarding. Like I said, we're going to be talking about food bowl aggression. Now, there's a couple things that I recommend in, in terms of, oh, I would say prerequisites. Um, one thing is understanding canine body language really well. Oh, yeah. You guys can pick up books on that. Um, you can go to the Phoenix Dog Training website at phoenixdogtraining.com. You can go to our navigation, go to where it says clients, scroll down. And it'll say canine body language article and you can click on that. And there's even some videos that you can watch so you get very familiar with it. And the reason why is that the dogs in their canine body language are telling us a lot about how stressed they are and what is then going to lead up to aggression. Yep. There are lots of cues, lots of signs before the dogs actually start lunging and snapping and and showing more of the overt signs of aggression. So knowing canine body language is also very important. Um, Understanding what thresholds are. Now, when we're trying to rehabilitate dogs that have aggression issues, first of all, all aggression is based in fear and anxiety. No animal goes into fight or flight unless they view something as threatening. Right. Now, there might not be a real threat. In this case, a lot of dogs think that their food is scarce. Yeah. And, and that, that's the, that's the seriousness of it. That's what resource guarding is. That's the, that's, it's the fear of scarcity. Now, getting back to thresholds, one of the things that's really important is that when we're trying to teach a dog to relax, we're trying to teach the dog to view people approaching the food bowl as a positive thing. Right. Not a scary thing that they're going to take away my food or I'm going to lose my food. Um, it's important also as a prerequisite, um, that you understand a little bit about counter conditioning and desensitization. Now, we talk about these topics, and you can go to the Pet Talk Today podcast 
again and search through the different um, shows that we have and find information um, about canine body language, find information about thresholds as well, counter conditioning and desensitization. Okay. Now, lastly, what I want to say, this is really important. This is my warning. This is my caution. Aggression is no laughing matter. People get hurt. People get bit. Yeah. I do not recommend that anybody try to deal with their dog's aggression on their own. I'm going to be talking about protocols and steps and how you deal with uh, resource guarding specific to food bowl aggression. But I'm telling you, you need to hire a professional. You can get hurt. This is not easy stuff. Um, most dog trainers don't know how to do this. They deal with teaching dogs how to sit, lay down, come when called, walk on a leash. We're talking about aggression where you need to hire an animal behaviorist like myself or a uh, behavior consultant like Jordan, somebody who really knows their stuff when it comes to aggression, fears, phobias, and anxiety. Um, now, let's get into it. The first thing we need to do is we've got to set up the dog for success. So we're going to start with exercises with a person Right. Who causes the least amount of possessiveness and guarding behavior. Then we're going to generalize that to other individuals. Okay. So step one. Again, this is a dog that has food bowl aggression. Have the dog back tied to a wall. Now, what does that mean? That might seem weird. Well, we got to keep the dog from possibly charging you and biting you and, and getting you. Okay. So, um, and we can't do this with a muzzle on. Okay, so you have a harness on your dog, you have a leash on your dog or a line or a rope, and that is back tied to the wall, which, hey, you're going to have to find a stud in the wall, yep. two by four, and you're going to need to get an eye hook, and you're going to screw that in there, and then you'll hook your dog to that. Well, I don't want to damage my wall. Well, do you want to get rid of the dog? Yeah. Okay, well, you can fix the wall, just like we can fix the dog. And how long does this back tie need to be? Well, the back tie needs to be so that the dog can't get to you. There we go. But the dog can get to the food bowl. Okay. Um, so first thing, we've got the dog back tied to the wall, if necessary. Okay. Near the dog's empty food bowl. And this is it. When we start, we're starting with an empty food bowl. Okay. And what we're going to do is we're going to have the individual approach the bowl as closely as possible without having the dog become tense or anxious. Threshold. Yep, keep them below threshold. They need to not have a care in the world. If they do, you're too close too soon. Okay, this is where the canine body language is going to come in, where you're going to be able to tell if your dog is tense. We're talking about little subtle cues that they give off in their canine body language, like, Tongue flicks, yep, lip licking, yawns, those type of things. Okay, look aways, closing their mouth when they had their mouth open when they were breathing, little tiny things like that. Anyway, you're gonna get as close as you can to the bowl without having the dog become tense or anxious. When you do that, then you're gonna drop or toss a high-valued food reward in the bowl. If, if. The dog is not acting aggressively. If the dog's acting aggressively in any way, then you need to walk away and you need to start this at a little further distance. Hopefully, um, you're good at tossing treats in a, in a bowl. Right. If you've got uh, a dog that's really, really got a big threshold, which doesn't want you even 
close at all to it. You want you very far away. But anyway, you're going to get as close as you can without the dog getting tense or anxious. You're going to drop a high-value food reward into the bowl. And if the dog's not aggressive, you walk away. Now, you're going to repeat that same procedure, reinforcing calm, non-aggressive behavior each time. If you're if you're only able to say perform this exercise at a specific distance, let's say ten feet, okay, then you can inch closer to the dog each time you do a repetition, um, performing that exercise as long again as the dog is not showing signs of aggression. Okay, so you're gonna come you're gonna do this repetitiously with different approaches. Now, when you're doing this, you want to approach from different angles to generalize it, okay? Now, we need to take a quick break for news, but when we come back, we're going to dig in more on resource guarding, more about teaching you how to help stop your dog from having food bowl aggression issues. So don't go anywhere. We're going to news, but we'll be back After the news, talking more about your dog's aggression. Don't go anywhere. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. Walk in the dog. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and trading questions and talk about relevant topics about common dog training and behavior issues, cat training and behavior issues, and other companion animals, other pet issues. Doesn't matter what kind of pet you have. Um, today the topic is resource guarding. And before we went to news, we were talking about food bowl aggression and how we uh, start the process. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to make that approach to the bowl where there's no food in it. And we're going to be dropping treats in there and walking away. And we're going to do that repetitiously. As long as the dog's not aggressive, as long as the dog's not over threshold, as long as the dog is not showing signs of stress and anxiety, you got to be able to read that uh, canine body language. Now, next step. Still working with an empty bowl, you're going to approach and bend over halfway to the bowl. And then you're going to drop or toss in some treats and walk away. You know, because the bowl is empty, the dog shouldn't have any trouble with this at that time. But at the same time, the dog is learning how this game works, which is really important when we start putting food in that bowl. Um, when you approach the dog, 
The dog's getting very yummy, high-value food rewards if it's not aggressive. And the dog gets nothing if it's aggressive. Now, as always, we want to try to arrange it so that the dog doesn't get aggressive. Right. Okay? And what that means is never getting so close as it would cause your dog to become tense or anxious, which then typically is going to lead to aggression. Um, after several repetitions now of doing this, okay, um, you want to start doing the work and start doing your approach from different directions, different angles, so that you can generalize this um, behavior. And what we're trying to do is get the dog to be calm. Okay. Now, the next step after that, still working with an empty bowl, you want to approach, bend over the bowl as you might if you were going to pick it up. But don't touch it. Just act as if. Pause and drop in a couple high-value food rewards. Then walk away. Now, you're going to repeat this several times. And again, as always, you're going to add in some approaches from different directions. Okay. Now, it's important that you only proceed to the next level or the next step of these exercises when the dog is visibly eager to have you carry out the task. So then how long am I on each step? Depends. It depends. Again, you are going to possibly, with each repetition, be able to inch closer. You've got to read the dog's body language. You're going to know by reading the dog's body language. And so you've got to know canine body language. And again, that's why we say, hey, you need to hire a professional so that we can help you with that. Okay. Um, but we can only proceed to the next level when the dog is eager to do this. The dog's not stressed out. Um, and that way we can ensure that counter conditioning actually occurs. If the dog's even in the tiny bit of, tiny bit of a stress state, yeah. this is not going to work. It's not going to work. Okay, next step. Still with the bowl empty again. We're going to approach. We're going to bend over. We're going to reach for the bowl as if to pick it up. This time we're going to touch the bowl and then drop a few high-value food rewards in it, and we're going to walk away. And on that step, we're going to repeat that several times. And again, add in some approaches from different directions. Okay? The next step after that, and, and again, we're still not putting food in the bowl. There's no dog food in the bowl. We're still working with an empty bowl. But we're going to approach next, bend over, reach for the bowl. We're going to touch it. Then we're going to pause for a few seconds. Then we're going to drop a few high-value food rewards in that bowl, and we're going to walk away. Now, again, if your dog's tense, anxious, showing signs of aggression, you're too close too soon. Now, when you're saying drop the high-value food rewards and then walk away, are you saying that I need to wait for my dog to go for the high-value food reward, then walk away? Or That's a good question. No, absolutely not. You can just walk away. Okay. Walk away. You're going to know whether the dog's eating it or not. Now, what makes for great high-value food rewards, cooked chicken, cooked beef. Hey, it's got to be something a whole lot better than your dog's dog food. It's got to be something a whole lot better. Okay? Really, really, really important. Okay? All right. Let's get into the next step in how we deal with this food bowl aggression. Now, Again, we're still working with an empty bowl. Next step, approach, bend over, 
grasp the bowl. This time we're going to pick it up, but only only an inch off the ground. And then immediately we're dropping a few high-value food rewards in it. We're putting the bowl down, and we're walking away. And you're going to hear me say this again every time. Make sure then you're doing repetitions from different directions. Yep. That is very important, okay? Dogs are way too context-specific. Again, we need to generalize this. Now, next step after that, again, still with an empty bowl. Approach, bend over, pick up the bowl a little higher off the ground, pause an extra couple of seconds, drop a few high-value food rewards into the bowl, put it back down, and walk away. And what are we going to also remember to do? We are going to remember to do this from multiple angles and directions. Repeat it. So we can generalize it. Okay, next step after that. Still, with the bowl empty. People are like, when are we going to put food in the bowl? We will. Soon, eventually. But still, the bowl is empty. We're going to approach. We're going to bend over. We're going to pick up the bowl and stand upright. And then immediately put a few high-value food rewards into the bowl, place it back on the ground, and walk away. You're going to repeat this several times, and then you're going to add in some repetitions approaching from different directions. Okay, the next step after that. Again, we're still with the bowl empty. We're going to approach, bend over, pick up the bowl. We're going to carry it now to a nearby counter. Then we're going to place some high-value food rewards in it, and we're going to return it to the ground. Then we're going to walk away, and we're going to repeat this several times. And then we're going to add in some repetitions approaching from different directions. Okay. Now, assuming that the dog has no problem with being touched other than in association with food, at this point, if we've made it that far and things are going well, we can now start working on the other aspects of the food bowl aggression, the dog being touched as opposed to having the food bowl itself touched. Um, these next steps are all about setting the dog up for success and helping the dog generalize um, generalize the learning that it is you know, going through. Um, we're still working with an empty bowl. I know people are saying, when are we going to put food in? See, you've got to do this gradually and slowly. Most people try to do this way too fast. They jump and skip steps, and then the dog goes over the top, and the dog has a meltdown. And now we got to make all these steps backward and build the dog back up. So the next step, still with the bowl empty, you're going to approach the dog. We're going to pat the dog on the back once. Okay, Let the dog see that you're coming. Don't create any surprises. Place a high-value food reward in the bowl and then walk away. You're going to repeat this several times and add in some repetitions approaching from different directions. Different angles, different directions. Generalize the behavior. All right, next step. Still with the bowl empty again. We're going to approach. Now, this time, instead of patting the dog just once on the back, we're going to pat the dog two times on the back and place a high-value food reward in the bowl and walk away. Repeat that several times. And then, what do we do? Repeat from different angles. Different directions. Approach 
that bowl from different directions, okay? Now, the step after that, still with an empty bowl, we're going to approach. Now, this time we're going to pat the dog a few times on the back and then drop some high-value food rewards in the bowl and walk away. Repeat this over and over and over and over again and make sure you also have repetitions where you're approaching from different angles. Approach that bowl from different directions. Okay? We need to uh, take a quick break here. We've got to hear from our sponsors. Um, we're talking about resource guarding. We're talking about food bowl aggression. When we come back after these messages, we're going to get back into how to help your dog to relax and not be aggressive around that food bowl. And then we're going to take some questions as well. When we come back, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Are you dealing with aggression issues or fear and anxiety issues? Well, that's what we specialize in. That's what we do here at Pet Talk today. We help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Uh, before we went to break and all of the show, we've been talking about resource guarding. Uh, specifically, we've been talking about food bowl aggression. Um, we've got Anne on the line. We're just going to ask you to hold a little longer. Anne, you've been great. You've been holding on a long time. Um, but we're just about ready to take your call. I want to get through the protocols here that we're talking about on how we address this. So um, we're still working with an empty bowl. We approach, we pat the dog this time, numerous times. The time before we only patted the dog on the back, you know, maybe two times, three times. Now we're given a bunch of pats right on the dog's back. And then we're dropping in that high value food reward in the bowl and we're walking away. And we're going to repeat that several times. And then we're going to add in repetitions approaching from different directions, okay? Now, at this stage in the conditioning process, the dog can be asked to sit as you approach it in the food bowl. Now, that's given the dog knows how to sit right. before we even do this, okay? Now, next, we're going to repeat the steps that we just talked about, except with food in the bowl, okay? Now... You can even put lower value kibble in there, but a lot of times you put kibble that's not their dog food that is higher value for the dog just because it's new and novel. Exactly. Right. Novelty. Yep. 
But anyway, this now we start working with food in the bowl. You've been wondering when that's going to happen. Well, now's the point where that begins to happen, okay? And um, we want to do this training at times when the dog is not hungry, okay? So this is between meals. Now, it takes dogs a couple of minutes to eat a bowl of food. Now, some dogs are really fast eaters, and if they're fast, you've got to use a slow feeding bowl to allow for another minute or another minute or two so we can actually get some conditioning done even with the dogs that eat really fast okay um now what we're going to do next for each feeding it's going to give us some time to go through several steps of what we've been going through here and this process is then continued at the next meal now, let's say we're going through that these different steps that I talked about, right? And we got food in the bowl. Well, we can only do that as long as the dog's eating the food. And then we've got to stop. So then at the next training session, we're going to start a few levels or a few steps before we left off previously when we start the next session. Don't assume you're going to start where you left off. Back up a little bit. That's right. A few steps, build it back up. Okay? Whenever you change a variable, you have to back off a bit. Now, the high-value food rewards uh, being used should be very high-value. Small pieces of chicken or beef, often those are the perfect high-value food rewards. Now, still one of the things that we want to make sure uh, that when you're doing these exercises – Okay, when you're doing these exercises, um, it's important that children less than about 12 years of age, they should not be running through these exercises on their own. They need an adult to do those exercises with them. Children under the age of nine, they should probably never be doing this. And anytime children are around dogs, you need to guarantee their safety by supervising them at all times. Anyway, those are the steps for food bowl aggression. If you want to get a copy of the steps written out, the guidelines, the protocols written out, you can send us an email to info at pettalktoday.com, info at pettalktoday.com. In the subject, put food bowl aggression, and we'll send that out to you. All right. We said we would be taking a call, so we're going to go to Ann and Phoenix and thank you so much for being patient and waiting for us. Welcome to Pet Talk today. How can we help you? What's your question? Thank you. I have a seven-month-old Shipu male dog. I have trying to ha- housebreak. I have done Dallas cheerleading when he pooped. I have done the bell ringing, trying to get him to go outside, and it's just not working. And I know I'm messing up somewhere, and last night I accidentally left him out on his um, leash in the yard, and I bring him in today, and he poops and pees in the house after he'd been out all night. Well, one of the things I heard you say is that you're doing that Dallas Cowboy cheerleader dance, and, and quite frankly, your dog is a Green Bay Packer fan. <laughs> so, so that's the dance that you need to be making. Get your cheese head on. 
when you're doing that. <laughs> now, here's the thing, okay? Potty training is not difficult. It's very inconvenient. The number one rule, what is it, Jordan? Supervise or confine. We need to always have the dog in our eyesight on a leash so that we can give a correction in the act. And when we can't watch the dog, the dog needs to be in its crate, confined where it typically is not going to soil, where it's not going to make a mistake. The other thing that you want to begin to do is um, make sure you're feeding on a schedule if you're not. You can even put water down on a schedule because that's going to help you to control more of when your dog needs to go to the bathroom. And then I encourage you to get a, a journal and start writing down every time you feed, every time you give water, every time your dog pees, every time your dog poops, differentiate between when your dog does it successfully versus when there's an accident. Now, if you're collecting that data in this journal, after a few days, you should start to see a pattern. You should start seeing some consistency as far as how much time after your dog drinks does it take before your dog needs to urinate and void. How much time after your dog eats does your dog need to void and defecate. When you start seeing these patterns... Now you can go ahead and set your watch or your smartphone alarm to get your dog out just a couple minutes before the dog would typically go. That's going to allow you to have a lot more successes and a, and a lot less failures. And, and when you get out there, you know, you're doing the right thing. We need to make a big deal when the dog goes to the bathroom in the right spot. We want to absolutely give all kinds of praise, get crazy. We just can't do that, Dallas Cowboy. Cheer yeah. the advance. That's it's important be- <laughs> you ask them. you got to ask them, Ann, hey, who are you rooting for? You know, that's the dance you need to be doing. Then again, you know, your dog might be a Suns fan. They're doing awfully well right now. They're doing awfully well. Now, the last thing I want to leave with you, because I can't give you all of the information that you need to successfully potty train your dog. However, I've got a 45-minute long podcast that I did that is specific and lots of details painstaking details on how to potty train the most difficult dog, all the steps from A to Z. So go do a search and search for the Pet Talk Today podcast. Once you get to the podcast, go ahead and look for Season 1, Episode 16. It's Season 1, Episode 16, which is our potty training podcast. There's 45 minutes, very in-depth information. I guarantee you, if you listen to that podcast and you follow the guidelines in it to a T, there's absolutely no way possible that you can't get your dog potty trained. So give that a shot. And and then, you know what? Can you give us a call back after you've done that a while and kind of let us know how things are going? We'd love to get reports from you guys. Yeah, I have one quick question. You said something at the beginning of the show about marking with pooping. Yes. And and he has started marking. I'm getting him fixed at the end of this month. Well, marking is going to be but an anxiety he, issue. He got, and what you're going to do... Let me let me just finish this up, Ann, because we are just about out of time. Um, okay. We are just about ending the show. But the guidelines that I have in that potty training podcast um, are going to help yeah. you with the marking issue. The only thing is 
with the marking issue, we're probably dealing with some anxiety stuff. So maybe you try the Calm Dog supplement for your dog or start working on other. I'm going to try it for myself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a, a, a little, a little doggy Xanax for you. That's right. Absolutely. Well, listen, we thank are, so we're on, thank you, and we are out of time. It's been a great show. I appreciate everybody that, uh, tuned in and listened today on 1100KFNX. Also, our Facebook listeners, be sure not to miss us any Saturday. We'll be back next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. talking more about resource guarding, but next week we're going to be talking about object guarding. That could be toys or other things. Maybe your dog is grabbing your shoes, your socks, your remote control. A piece of fuzz. Maybe your wallet. This can get expensive, folks. <laughs> okay. And, and it wants to guard it and you can't get it back. Well, we're going to talk about how you fix that next week. Thanks everybody. Have a fantastic Saturday. The weather's great. Get out there. Walk your dog. Stay safe. We'll be back next Saturday. We're out of here. The information and opinions you hear on this radio show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of KFNX, its affiliates, management, or advertisers. News, talk, sports, the pulse of Arizona, 1100 KFNX, Phoenix.